Coming up on entertainment news, Marilyn Manson undergoes surgery to have yet another rib removed. Then, the green M&M is seen holding hands with someone new. Who is this mystery man? But first, Mark Dowling, host of the Let's Find Waldo podcast, has called an impromptu press conference. We are now going live to the upstairs seating area of a Panera Bread where it's being held. Yeah, and can I just get that in a bread bowl? Thanks. Good afternoon, everyone. I've called this press conference to address some of the mistakes that I've made in past episodes of my podcast. These include mix-ups, conflations, flubs, and the perpetuation of inaccurate information. Now, this press conference was my idea. I was advised against it. The president of podcasting didn't want me to call attention to these mistakes, but I thought it'd be best to just put everything out there because I'm the voice of the people, and the people deserve an honest voice. It's entirely likely that I'll make mistakes in the future. You know, I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. It's possible I'll make mistakes during this speech, and all I can do is just take ownership of that and apologize. During the previous episode, which took place at an airport, I led listeners to believe that weather vanes indicate cardinal directions. This is incorrect as weather vanes only indicate what direction the wind is blowing, which is kind of pointless because you could just feel which way it's blowing, but that's no excuse. Towards the middle of that episode, I referred to the film Titanic as a romantic comedy. What I meant to say was that it's a romantic drama or a rom-drama. I apologize to James Cameron, Leo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet, and Billy Zane for that embarrassing mistake. I said that Reese Witherspoon's husband owns the streaming service Quibi, when in reality he is merely the head of content acquisition and talent, so I'm sorry for that. In the campsite episode... In the campsite episode, I claimed that I attended AOL University where I majored in dial-up. This isn't true. As far as I know, AOL University doesn't exist. It was a complete fabrication. In the beach episode, I mistakenly called a water skier a jet skier. He was being pulled by a speedboat, so there was no jet ski in that image at all. I take full responsibility for this. I also admitted that I was attracted to a female cartoon character, which was just highly inappropriate of me. In the Town Square episode, I speculated that a statue of a man holding a bow and arrow could be that of the Greek god Artemis. It's been brought to my attention that Artemis is in fact a female goddess, so it would have been more accurate for me to say it was possibly a statue of the Greek god Eros. Or it would have been even better if I had said it could be the Roman god Cupid, who is more well-known. I also said that the mayor might live in City Hall and... This was just foolish. It was a foolish thing to say. Even though it was meant to be a joke, I I learned that you can't joke about things like that. These are just a few of the mistakes that I've made as the host of this show, and listing them one after another really makes it all the more embarrassing for me. Moving forward, I vow to do better. I vow to do better research and be more prepared. I'll think about the things I say before I say them, and I hope that... This will encourage other hosts to follow in my lead.
Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to make amends in this Panera Bread in Chelsea. I'm a My Panera member, so I get sneak peeks at new menu items, and I saw that there's a Southwest chicken tortilla soup that I really wanted to try. Have a great day, and if you're going downtown to 23rd Street, you could just walk instead of taking the one train. Those stops are way too close together. Welcome to Let's Find Waldo with Mark Dowling. My name is Mark Dowling, and this is Let's Find Waldo with Mark Dowling. Or to my Spanish-speaking listeners... Bienvenido a encontrar a Waldo con Mark Dowling. Mi nombre es Mark Dowling y este es... Busquemos a Waldo con Mark Dowling. Gracias, I telefono. Today we're going to be looking for Waldo at a sports stadium, but first he's left us a little message to help us get started. On your marks, Waldo champions, what a sports day. What a scene. Look at all those javelins everywhere. Look at that pole vaulter's pole breaking. Look at those two masses of runners racing towards each other. Gracias por el mensaje, Waldo. Okay, so this isn't really a sports stadium. This is more of a track and field event, uh, which is fine. You know, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm just a little disappointed because I saw in the front of the book in the table of contents that there was going to be a sports stadium scene, and I thought maybe we'd be getting, like, a basketball game or a football game, and now we have this, which is fine, you know, but it's sort of... It feels like if you came down the stairs on Christmas morning and you had asked for a Game Boy Pocket, and then you see the box with your name on it, and you get really excited, you pick it up, and you're like, oh, this is heavier than I thought a Game Boy would be, and you rip open the wrapping paper, and you see that it's not a Game Boy, but it's a Sega Nomad. So there's still plenty of fun to be had. You know, it's a handheld video game system. It's just that the battery life isn't as good, and you have to play it while it's plugged into the wall, and it gets really hot and scolds your little boy thighs. But you know, you're going to be the only kid in school that has the Sega logo branded into your skin. So that's the Christmas gift that lasts forever, and you have to be grateful about that. So I'm grateful that we're looking at this track and field event right now. Okay, we're gonna start in the top right corner of the right page where we see a high jump event. And there's a high jumper, he's really tall, really skinny, he's got long arms, long legs, he's wearing red shoes, green shorts, and a white tank top. There's a number pinned to that tank top, and that number is 68. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the high jump event, there are two vertical poles that are stationary, and they're supporting a horizontal bar that could be knocked loose. Now, the goal is to jump over that bar without knocking it loose. And you're supposed to have perfect form. I think you're supposed to launch off of one leg. And this guy is going to be disqualified because he is doing it incorrectly. He is using those long legs to just step over the bar. And this bar is also super low, which is maybe where that term comes from. Low bar, meaning it's easy or it's a cakewalk. And where do, I don't know where cakewalk comes from. Maybe like this walk is so easy that I could do it while eating cake. That's possible. On the other side of the bar is a sandbox. So that would be to catch the high jumper 
And in that sandbox, there are other competitors who are building sandcastles. There's also a cactus and three small pyramids like you would see in Egypt. Only in Egypt, they would be much bigger pyramids. To the left, there are four event judges. They're all wearing matching gray suits. There are three men and one woman, and they're all injured. One guy has a cast on his foot. Another guy has a bandage on his head. The woman has her arm in a sling. And the last guy has a cast on his arm and a single crutch. Though his legs appear to be fine, so I'm not sure why he has the crutch and the man with the cast on his leg doesn't. I also don't know why they're injured. Maybe this was a Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan situation. I just want to go on record. I'm going to go on record and say I'm Team Nancy. It's unfair because not only does she get hit with a pipe and then she's unable to compete, but then 20-something years later, she has to witness a Hollywood movie being made about the villain in that story. And not only that, then she tunes into the Oscars that year because you got to tune into the Oscars. It's the biggest night of the year. It's Christmas for Hollywood. She tunes in and who does she see there? She sees Tanya Harding there, the real Tanya Harding because she collaborated with them on that movie. You know, she's there, she's bumping elbows with Allison Janney and Margot Robbie. You know what, Margot Robbie? We already have a blonde Australian to play Americans. Her name is Nicole Kidman and we love her. I, Tanya, more like, bye, Tanya. To the left, we have a medal ceremony where the first place, second place, and third place athletes competing in any given event are awarded medals. And this is a classic three-platform setup. So first place is in the middle, that's the tallest platform. Then second place is on the right, that's a little bit shorter. And third place is on the left, that's the shortest platform. Now the person who has been awarded third place, that's the bronze medal, of course, he's got his hands on his hips, and he's got like a frown on his face. He's staring at the person who won the gold medal in first place. And that guy looks to be much stronger. And he's got his hands on his hips, sort of with a triumphant smile on his face. And the person in second place is being awarded the gold medal. The judge is putting it around that person's neck. But it also looks like the judge is maybe pulling that person down for a kiss. I'm not sure what the policy is on judges dating competitors, because you know how you have to date if you want to kiss, but everybody seems to be okay with this. So I'd say the real winner today is love. Moving down, we have the track, and the track goes across the whole page, by the way. I should have said that, and the things we have talked about so far are on the outside of the track. So the high jump, the judges, and the medal ceremony, those are all on the outside. And it's all a grassy area, and the track is probably made of clay. And there are six lanes on this track. And I do apologize, by the way, because it has started raining. And if you can hear those little, like, clicks, those are raindrops that are making those noises. I like to think that the sounds that raindrops make when they hit an object are the, the angels communicating in Morse code. I'm trying to decipher what it is that they're saying. I think, hashtag save I'm sorry, the Andrea Savage show. Yeah, I agree, fantastic show. And uh, True TV canceled it. So I'm gonna do in the biz what they call take a rain break. 
So when I return, it will have stopped raining and you won't have to hear those chatty Kathy angels anymore. So stay where you are. Uh, I'm going to go eat a churro. Welcome me back. I'm the one who went somewhere. When I left off before that unprecedented mid-episode break, I was talking about the track. So this is what I assume to be a clay track. It's tan, and there are six lanes on it. And we're talking about the straightaway section at the top of the page. So we see a bunch of brown broken chairs that are scattered across this section, and people have tripped over them, and they're injured. So this looks like an improv set that's gone wrong. I bet the coordinator of this track and field event reached out to somebody who they knew did improv and they were like, hey, why don't you bring your team down and you guys could do improv while people are competing in events and everybody is watching them and nobody's paying attention to you and you're just ruining their day and they feel bad for you and you make fools of yourselves. It wouldn't be the weirdest place that an improv team has been asked to perform. I err on the side of you can say no to things. Okay, improv belongs on stage, not in the wild. We are so inside baseball right now that we are touching the center cork. Now, that's humorous because inside of a baseball, there is a center cork, but the term inside baseball means something that's hyper-technical or really specific and possibly alienating to people who aren't in the know. If you ever need a term defined or a joke explained, you can just come to me and I'll do that for you. Moving over to the left across the center of the page, there are a couple of obstacles. The first one are a bunch of tires hanging from a bar and People are running through those tires. Some have made it through, others have not. The guy who's made it through is chugging along. He is determined to win this race. And the finish line isn't too far away. Right in front of him is the next obstacle, and that's a group of pommel horses. And there are five pommel horses, and then one real horse who's trying to camouflage itself amongst these pommel horses. In front of that is the finish line, and it's a red finish line. There's a man who's standing off of the track, and he is wrapped in that finish line, sort of like a mummy. And now I wonder if when the person who's in first place crosses the finish line, if the line will break, or if it will stay together, and that person will keep running, and the man on the side will be spun around until he's not a mummy anymore. Up and to the right, there are two kids who are messing around with a PA system that's on a table. And one has a microphone that's connected to that system. And the sound waves that are coming out of the speaker are blowing a judge away. And he's falling backwards and he's dropped all of his papers. Now, even though PA stands for public address, this machine isn't for the public. That doesn't mean that anybody can walk up to this and just use it. It's for authorized personnel who are going to use it for a serious purpose and not for a joke. All the way over to the left in the top corner, we have the long jump. And this is a long strip of track leading up to a sandbox. And the goal of this event is to run along that track and jump as far as you can. Now in that sandbox, there are 
three pairs of feet. So people have dove headfirst into that sandbox and only their feet are sticking up. It's either that or this is quicksand. But I wouldn't worry too much because I read that you can't drown in quicksand because the human body is more dense than the sand. So at a certain point, you'll end up floating. The problem is that it can restrict your movement. So if you fall into quicksand, you might be at risk of being attacked by like a snake or a bear. Moving down the left side of the page, there is a man wearing a lab coat. And it's unclear if he's a doctor. This is the problem with lab coats is they're not specific to one occupation. You know, doctors wear them, scientists wear them, sketch comedy actors wear them. So I'm not sure what this person is doing. And there are a couple people wearing white lab coats in this scene doing different things. And I don't think they're doctors because I don't see a stethoscope around their neck. And all doctors wear stethoscopes around their neck. And also, if you're a doctor, you have to announce yourself as such. Any room you walk into, you have to say, uh, by the way, I'm a doctor. Below him is the curvy part of the track, and this is what I would describe as a hurdling fiasco. Hurdling, of course, is the event where you sprint on the track and jump over obstacles, which are called hurdles. Very few of the people competing in this event actually know how to jump over a hurdle because most of them are just running into them. One guy has fallen so hard that he's embedded into the track. Another guy is diving over the hurdle as you would dive into a pool in correct form. And one guy is just laying on a, a mass of mangled hurdles. In front of them, as we come down the curvy part of the track and enter the straightaway along the bottom of the page, there are two massive groups of runners, one on the left page and one on the right page. And they're going to collide in the middle, sort of like a Braveheart or a Lord of the Rings type situation. There are two officials standing with their backs to each other. They each have their hands up trying to get these two groups to stop before they do collide. There are five photographers who are standing on the inside of the track on the grass just taking pictures of this. They're not concerned about what's going to happen. They're just concerned about making a quick buck. On the bottom of the page, on the outside of the track, there's the grass, and it looks like this is a place for kids to hang out. On the left page, we have a three-legged race, and on the right page, we have a game of tug-of-war. And this game of tug-of-war is a battle of the sexes because it's boys versus girls, and the girls are winning. Hallelujah. They... They deserve it because they have an elephant on their side who is helping them out. And I bet it's a female elephant. So girls rule, boys drool. We all know that rhyme. Up the right side of the page, there is a group of what I guess is like a security team or some sort of army. They all have German shepherds. And one of the German shepherds has gotten loose. And this is starting to cause a lot of chaos because it's biting some of the runners there are four of those people, the army people, who are chasing a streaker who's running. And he has a number on his bum that says 87. So I don't know if, I don't think he's a streaker. I think he's just a contestant who maybe wants to be a little more free 
doesn't want to wear restricting clothing like running shorts or shoes or a shirt of any kind. On the right side of the track, we have another guy who's, he's got one foot on the track, one foot on the grass. And this is a man who's wearing a lab coat. His back is facing us. He's holding a sheet of paper in his right hand and he's pointing with his left hand and he's pointing at two men who are competitors and they're using the relay race batons to have a little sword fight. And I don't know why people are so concerned with this. There are a bunch of different people who are running towards them trying to get them to stop. It does look a little aggressive. It doesn't look playful. They both have angry expressions on their face. So I think maybe somebody should put a stop to this. Let's move over to the middle of the track where there are some other field events. Along the top there is another long jump and this one is much bigger. So I think that this is maybe the main stage long jump and then the one that was off to the side is like the ETC long jump. And these are references to Second City Chicago. This is so inside baseball that we are touching the center cork. If you're a frequent listener of this podcast, you know that I could do callbacks all damn day. All damn day. In the center, we have the javelin event, and the javelin event is where you throw basically a long spear with one arm as far as you can. And I want to change the name of this event from javelin to accident waiting to happen. And on this day, in this picture that we're looking at right now, we don't have to wait for that accident to happen because, oh baby, it's happening. There are javelins flying all over the place. People are pinned to the ground. People are getting poked in the back. It's just everybody's worst nightmare coming true right now. On the left side, we have the discus throw. And instead of the normal discuses, they're using... Records. Vinyl records. There's a record player off to the side. Oh, and there's Waldo. We did it again. We found Waldo. I knew that we would. You might have lost faith, but luckily I have enough faith in my heart for the both of us. We're going to take one more quick break and then we'll be back with everybody's favorite part of the show, the outro. Stay tuned. Well, that does it for this episode of Let's Find Waldo with Mark Dowling. Thank you for listening, and thank you to Don Finelli for playing Waldo. You can listen to Don's podcast, The Need to Fail, and see his upcoming short film, Sunday Dinner, when it's no longer upcoming and it has been released. I also want to thank Elise Morales for playing the entertainment news anchor at the top of the show. Elise's podcast, The Roast of Your Teenage Self, is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you could hear her voice on Tuning Out the News on CBS All Access. Please rate and review this show if you can. It's the nice thing to do. Until next time, my name is Mark Dowling. And remember, if you are lost, there will always be somebody there to find you. Adios, oyente.